James Bond. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Cinema Trip Reviews. I am your host, Wyatt, this week joined by Vernon, and we are talking about Casino Royale from 2006. Oh. If you haven't already, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Go check us out on social medias. Go check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Drop in and leave us a good review. Man, Casino Royale, James Bond. This was D Daniel Craig's first adventure into James Bond territory. An experiment. You know, it if, was. And man, I don't know if you remember back when this was coming out. This movie was fucking huge. Yes. I and everybody that's what, was talking about it for months leading up to when it was officially released because this was the first new James Bond in a while. I mean, right. we grew up our James Bond was Pierce Brosnan. That was that was James Bond for that us. That was the Pierce one we Brosnan. were playing with the, the the PlayStation 2 games and stuff like that, you know, and like what, exactly. what's the, like Tomorrow Never Dies, I think. Like Tomorrow Never Dies, yeah, Golden and, Eye. Yep, Golden Eye, of course, like but that was our James Bond when we were younger. So pretty mm -hmm. much our parents James Bond, not really our parents James Bond, but like it was like our james bond because it was like early 90s throughout like maybe like i forget when the last one pierce brosnan did like 2000 or 2001 when, or something when the daniel craig one came out we we were 13 you know what i mean yeah. so like at the end of the day like that's all these movies that he he's had from here on out have been kind of like i feel like our our version of james bond you know i feel like i was too young yeah. for the for the other one there where i played the games you know it was all awesome but like i was way too young to really understand what was going yeah. on where this like i said 13 you're still not that old but like this was the first james bond movie i saw where i was like whoa like this is different you know just it well yeah i mean different. it was vastly different than the other james bonds mm -hmm. i mean that's that that's part of some of the notes we have here daniel craig when he was kind of reluctant to do it, even though he was like going through casting and everything, because he, he, he thought James Bond, the James Bond franchise and movies were kind of getting stale and kind of mm -hmm. doing the same old thing. And then he read the script. And he's like, Oh, this one's kind of pretty dark and getting gritty and doing kind of being more grounded and being more a little bit out there doing different stuff. So that's the right. reason why he wanted to really do it. Um, and I mean, this, like I said, this movie was huge not even just like whenever it was released, but leading up to it. I remember just like, no matter like you turn on MTV or all these other like channels, they're talking about the new James Bond movie, like behind the scenes no, footage yeah. and stuff. You see him yeah. Like and I mean, there was a huge deal about the casting. Like people were like, Daniel Craig is the new Bond. Like he, he's blonde. Like people were calling him J uh, James Blonde James at blonde. the time. <laughs> like yeah. that's not james bond james bond is like you know he's rugged he's got brown like smooth swick back Tall, hair dark and, and handsome yeah and you like, know? who's this guy and yeah. as of right now i mean everyone kind of puts him up there D daniel craig as one of the best james bonds around man right and i mean and not only that just i'm not a, i don't really know a ton about james bond but just kind of doing some research and looking around like you know perusing the internet People hold Casino Royale as one of the, the greatest James Bond movies out there. And right. that's, I mean, I can easily see that after watching this movie because it was a great time. I It was a great movie. It had some slow spots in there, but I think especially throughout the first half man it was just, it just kept going it was one thing it that did. The next. i don't know if i would consider it like the greatest james bond movie of all time i would definitely have to re-watch a lot of them to make that oh, assessment. i have to watch most of them yeah but like <laughs> i i did really enjoy it but we'll, we'll get into it more i felt like some some parts of this movie just felt hollow like unnecessarily like dragged out and things like that where it was just yeah it just kept going and i was like man and but it was like you said it was fun and in, it's engaging the entire time but i felt like some of it just felt a little bloated at points like where they didn't necessarily know where they were going 
you know like that's yeah. what it, what it felt like like how, what i referred to earlier is like an experiment like is this gonna kick off a brand new franchise are people gonna hate this like you know like that's yeah. it felt and like they were five kind of, five movies later yeah. daniel craig's done with james bond right but <laughs> like still years, it, it ended up years kicking later, off so. such a great franchise of i mean it could we'll say continuing a, such a great franchise of james bond movies where it just seemed like they were getting you know better and better as far as you know some of them story-wise kind of fall off but yeah this one overall set the stage for all the other ones that came after this one yeah and i mean i, I want to be you know very upfront with everybody i am not a huge james bond fan by any mm. means i mean growing up like we just met like we mentioned i played a lot of the games like on right. ps1 and ps2 i did watch a lot of the, like most of the Pierce Brosnan movies that came out at the time as I was growing up. And then of course the Daniel Craig ones, I wasn't really familiar with the super old school ones, Me like, neither. You know, the Connery and, and everything like that. I, I knew about them. I haven't seen them. My dad and like who got me into kind of old movies, wasn't really into James Bond. So it wasn't anything we were really watching. Right. Um, and like the ones that I did see, they just really didn't do much for me. Uh, compared to like some of the other action movies we were watching at the time right exactly um it just really wasn't my cup of tea at, at the time and i mean I, to be honest after watching casino royale it really kind of made me want to go and watch like quantum of solace and these other daniel craig ones and then maybe go back and watch some of the old school ones to see like what james bond is really all about because i don't have too much of a history with it um so i mean if i say anything that's wrong as far as canon or you know james bond stuff you know feel free to leave a comment about telling me why I'm wrong and correct yes, me because I would absolutely. love to know <laughs> for sure. Cause I feel kind of the same way where I'm, I'm not really the biggest James Bond fan, but I've always really liked the games growing up. And yeah. I, I feel like the same, I probably have seen less of the movies than you have. Um, I definitely haven't seen any of the older, older, older James Bond movies. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen most of those. Yeah. Seen all these, uh, the newer ones, the Daniel Craig ones. And like I haven't even seen all of those, man. I've only seen like the first three. I missed like the last two. Oh, like they're no all, time to die and what was Spectre or whatever it was. Oh, um, you know what? I haven't actually seen the newest, newest one yet. Yeah, um, one that came out like last year or yeah, two years ago. Now. Yeah, I haven't actually seen that one yet. But but anyway, that's like you said, watching this again has made me want to go back and kind of continue and see where this storyline goes, even though I kind of know yeah. it's just it's it's fun in a way. Yeah. And even though like I'm not a huge fan of it, I appreciate like the history around James Bond and like, yeah the things that go through each and every movie. Cause I mean, of course you have different James Bonds and they're like, they're all technically still 007, but they're different people, I guess. And they're right. all codenamed like James Bond or 007. Uh, but this was like a reboot for the franchise because Casino Royale was the first book that Ian Fleming wrote. Ian Fleming created James Bond and uh, what was it? 1953, he created James Bond. Uh, and Casino Royale was the very first novel that he wrote was, that really? was the first James Bond book. And Fleming ended up writing 12 books and a couple short stories uh, before he ended up passing. And then, you know, of course, other people went and wrote more books. I believe there's like 30 something James Bond books as of right now. And as of right now, there's 25 James Bond movies, which is fucking crazy. Damn. Yeah, 25 of them. And I'm sure we're going to be getting more in the future. I mean, every oh, year yeah. now, after that last one, we've been hearing like all rumors about the new James Bond. Is yeah, it going to be? Is, is it Henry Cavill? Is it oh. like such and such? One of these days, we're mean, just going to get a trailer. It's going to be like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of what happened when this one came out. Like the trailer dropped. I mean, everybody kind of 
heard the rumors about Cassie and Daniel Craig and all that, but then like the trailer dropped there and I was like, holy shit, James Bond's back. And it was like blowing everybody's <laughs> mind away. <laughs> <And>, like, <laughs> it's crazy that like since the fifties or whatever, I don't, I'm not sure when their very first movie came about was like Sean Connery and whatnot, but it's crazy that the like James Bond character and franchise has, has lasted for this long and through yeah. so many iterations and different people. It's iconic like, at this point, yeah. you know? So it's yeah, one of those and, things that's going to continue no matter what. And it's survived multiple iterations of a, a actor just like batman you know but it's yeah. gone way longer yeah. than batman yeah and i mean I, of course you i can respect everything that comes along with it i mean you have everything through each movie you have like the bond theme where it's like a special you know someone wrote a specific song for that movie yep. or what have you and Based you have the cool like ass title movie. sequences mm -hmm. and everything you have uh you know bond shooting at the camera and everything and like the the gun barrel and whatnot is really cool it's all iconic and you have, man it's all iconic you have the bond girls and everything through each movie and iteration or whatnot Oh, so it's like even though it's oh. lasted for so long you still have like these certain elements that are going to be cemented in each movie you know the, it's going to be in there like the, the classic Bond, line Bond. exactly yeah boom you same wavelength like this classic line make every... you wait until the very end of this one until they throw it out with the gun like looking like a badass and i feel like i feel like i remember like scenes coming out like of this movie and that being one of the like pictures or like in the yeah. trailer or something and it's like literally the last fucking scene of the movie like i thought about that this watch through i'm like yeah even though we have some of our nitpicks there's a lot of great fucking moments in this movie oh, it's not, like yeah. the very beginning where you kick it off and all that and then like, oh. the very end when it hits credits you're like I need more. I yes. want some more fucking James Bond. Exactly. That's what, like after that credits rolled, I was like, all right, I, I kind of really want to watch the next let's, ones. Now. Let's get into it though. Cause I want to talk about this movie though. The director, Martin Campbell, he is familiar with the James Bond franchise. His, one of his first like big breakout movies, he directed Goldeneye in 1995 with Pierce Bros and everything. Okay. So he knows what he he's doing. Up, yeah. He knows what he's doing. He's familiar with James Bond. He ended up direct, going on to direct the, uh, the mask of Zorro movies with Antonio Banderas. Really? And Zeta Jones. I love those movies. I haven't, I, it's been a while since I've seen, it's really been a while since I've seen the first <laughs> oh. one. I don't know if I've ever seen the second one. I love those movies. I, if you ever want to watch Zorro, let me know. I'm down. Yeah, I mean, that's one I haven't seen in a long time. So yeah, I'm mean, definitely cover that on channel eventually. Uh, and one of the last big movies that he directed was Green Lantern. And then he, oh. uh, yeah, oh. with Ryan Reynolds. And then he kind of oh. went under, I mean, he's directed he's like, some stuff oh. since then, but nowhere he's near his tomatoes thrown like, at him all the time. So he's just like hiding now. <laughs> so, like, he's directed other things, but nowhere near his like James Bond or like triple A type movies like that, you know? This was, was uh, Green Lantern after this? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So Green Lantern like, was, was like 2012, 2013. Riding the high of this. Well, I guess six years later is not riding the high anymore, but like he was coming off of this, you know. He's like, yeah, but this got him the job, and I'm sure for like Green Lantern and whatnot. Like, and then after Green Lantern, like he was kind of went down on people's list. Like, I don't know if we want this dude around. Yeah, like, I don't know. It wasn't his fault, I'm sure, but probably a lot uh, of studio meddling with that one. Probably. I'm, I'm sure, especially mm -hmm. with DC and WB. But yeah, Daniel Craig is James Bond. You have Ava Green as Vesper Lynn, and I, I love Ava Green, no matter oh, yeah. what she's in, man. She's mm -hmm. great. She, normally, she is a villain, I feel like, in a lot of the stuff she's in. like, like I guess she wasn't a villain in Penny Dreadful, but like the Sin City sequel she's in, uh, the 300 sequel that she's in. She's in a bunch of shit, though. She's damn good in pretty much everything she's in, and she's yeah fine especially in this one man whenever you got get to like the poker game and all that and she comes out ooh. she just walks up like and we'll get to that part we'll get to that part and then uh the big bad the bond villain 
of the movie. You have Mads Mikkelsen as this. the chief. And I was like, this dude, he, he's just typecast of a, as a villain always he because he just has that like look about him. The super villain. <laughs> like, if I ever see this guy in public, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, watch this out for that. Like, you know he's wearing a suit. You know he's just looking around all like he's not smiling. You know, like, I bet you he has that fucking glass eye or whatever. Like, you know, like in real life, like this crying dude, blood and everything he is super bad. And I love it. Yeah. You know, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I loved him. I don't think I don't know if you've ever seen it, but uh, the Hannibal TV show, he played Hannibal Lecter and that no. he was fucking amazing in that show, man. Uh, he's been in a ton of other stuff. I know he was in like he was in Rogue One, too. Mm-hmm. That was probably the one that a lot yeah, of people know like the dad. It's a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he was a bad guy in that one, no, though. He was, like a he was a rare occasion. Guy. He was a rare occasion. He's one. a good guy. He was saving saving the the daughter there. But yeah, he's he's the Bond villain in this one. Uh, you have Jame Duty, Judy Dench. She was in the, the Pierce Brosnan movies. Now that I think about it, I think he's working for the Empire in that movie. But he's it's been a, good a long guy. time since I've seen Rogue One, so I wouldn't be able to tell you. Man. <laughs> I just know no, he was in it. We can keep going for sure, but like at the end of the day, I think he might have been a bad guy technically. <laughs> but we'll, we'll keep going. Like M, like her, she, she is she in any of the other ones, or is this the like her first one? She's in the Pierce Brosnan ones. I don't. It's been a long time. I don't know if she plays M in them though. To be okay. honest, uh, like the head See, that's of the what I, I didn't remember everything. I'm not sure if she plays M in that one or not. It's I didn't do that much research, and it's been a long time since I've seen those those Pierce Brosnan movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she plays M, but she, she's been in the James Bond universe for a while at that point. And the one I for totally blanked, he's not a big part of the movie that I forgot was in it. Fucking Jeffrey Wright is in this movie. He's at the poker Dude, game. I know. When and this I was is like before he was credits. in Westworld and before he was in like the Batman and all this shit before he made it huge. Watching the opening credits, I saw his name pop up and I'm like, no shit. Like, I didn't even notice it in the Vernon. credits. I like yeah. get to the poker game. I was like, oh shit, Jeffrey Wright's in this movie. Okay. I, I was waiting for him all movie. I'm like, where the fuck is he? I don't remember him. Well, because I was so young the last time I saw this, I had no idea who the hell he was. No idea who he but, was. Like, re- I'm like, okay, where is he? I so I love rewatching old movies with, you know, yeah, the, the eye that they we have were nowadays. Yeah, exactly, and seeing stuff like that. But it was awesome to see him in this movie as well. Before the director, Martin Campbell, got signed on, Quentin Tarantino wanted to direct this movie. Quentin Tarantino wanted to make a Bond movie, and he was actually like pitching ideas to the studios. And one of his, well, the main idea he brought to the studio was he wanted to make this movie set in the 60s. He wanted to make it fully black and white. And he wanted it to star Pierce Brosnan. He didn't want Daniel Craig. He wanted Pierce Brosnan to return. And I would have been all fucking for it. Set in the 60s, in black and white. You have the the Tarantino dialogue and for yeah, James Bond. And that I'm sure been it would have been rated R and been bloody as shit or whatever. It would have been awesome. That would have been insane. That's something I hope we actually get one day. I know he, he, Tarantino is doing his last movie or whatever or yeah. something like that, but like he got to do a James Bond eventually, man. It like, would have been awesome. On. And but the the studios they wanted to reboot the franchise. They thought Pierce Brosnan was a little was too old to be James Bond at that time. They wanted to move on, yeah. find somebody else they can continue with going forward through the future. And other than Daniel Craig, Henry Cavill was considered at that point in time before Henry Cavill was a household name interesting but he was they they found him he was too young he was only 22 at the time and they're like yeah. no nah, this dude's a little too young otherwise he'd be a great james bond and that's why at this point he's still being talked about as like the rumor for the next james bond at this because point. he can fit it now now he's yeah. like grown and he's 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 you know superman at this point so like james bond would be perfect he'd make this james bond look little though 
exactly how jacked he is and everything and also Hugh Hugh Jackman was considered he was actually gonna do it but he turned it down because the scheduling conflicts with uh I believe it was X-Men 2 at the time he was still Wolverine he was prepping for that role he didn't he wasn't yeah. able to fit two films like that in a schedule so he had to back out he wasn't gonna be James Bond Good. which is like I could see that though I mean maybe he might be a little short for James Bond but That'd I think be a little work. weird I feel like it'd be like the same with Cavill I feel like Something about Cavill being so big kind of would unimmerse me from the movie. And it's the same with like with uh, what's his name with Wolverine. Hugh Jackman being so tiny, it'd be like, I know movie magic, yeah. though. You can make people look however. So like, but I, like Daniel Craig just felt like a perfect one. Like Pierce Brogdon, like you're saying, like, it just feels like he's a good he's a little tall. But like, it's it's yeah. like, I he's mean, not to like, me, I, like just, just because we grew up with him, I, I see Pierce Brosnan as like the definitive James Bond. Like the spy, like, like you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Just, like, Using all the crazy ass gadgets in every every movie mm-hmm. he has, where it's like, you don't you barely get any of those gadgets in this movie, man. Right. You barely see James using a gun until the last like the last. <laughs> final action sequence and all that man during the the downtimes during filming of this movie everybody played poker the the tables were right there the whole cast and crew were playing poker in between while they're setting up lights and rearranging scenes and whatnot uh they also broke a a guinness world record in this movie by doing the most cannon assisted barrel rolls in that uh the car the aston martin that they wrecked oh yeah it was the most cannon assisted barrel rolls it was seven barrel rolls in that one take and apparently they had like a cannon inside of the car so every time it rolled they would blast it and it would shoot the car even more while it was rolling keep rolling that's not a guinness world record for it that scene's one of my favorite scenes in the movie it's insane. It was, it was wild. Yeah, her just laying in the middle of the road and whatnot. Mm. I don't know how they did that so quick. How they just I know right perfectly put her in the middle of the road. There's a couple scenes in this movie. I don't know how they filmed, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. Even for like 2006, it's like it's crazy, man. And the uh, the opening sequence, the whole like the construction sequence and all that, where you actually get to see some of the first examples of parkour in a movie. Yeah. This is what I, made parkour that was like a big deal. Yeah, it was like a big deal at the time. You're like, oh shit, look at he's like. Parkour, parkour. The guy that he was chasing, apparently, he's like one of the like one of the first like founders of parkour and all that. So they got him yeah. in there to be that part, and he's the one, you know, climbing up the girders of the construction site. Uh, but that whole sequence apparently took like six weeks to shoot. Just that one like chase throughout the whole construction site and him ca- capturing him everything. I, I bet like, man. that's it a hell of insane. a long time to shoot one scene. Yeah, but it was awesome. This movie is definitely a little grittier and a little, you know, a little bit more grounded compared to a lot of the other James Bond. You don't have all the ridiculous gadgets. The whole world isn't affected. Like, it's not going to be like the bad guys trying to take over the whole world or destroy like a country or some crazy shit like that. It's not nearly on that scale for this one. It's very grounded. Uh, It's a little bit more political. Like, yeah, a little bit more. Not a lot, but a little bit more political. I was actually very surprised. In 2006, when this movie dropped, I'm very surprised they used 9-11 as part of a plot point in a way. I mean, they mentioned it. It goes by passing, but I was like, five years later, it feels a little weird that they kind of name dropped it as part You're of the You're so plot. right, because I remember that line, and like I felt like like I was like, oh, damn. But like I didn't even think about the fact that this came out only five years after 9-11. Yeah. Um, we're sitting here years and years and years and years later where it doesn't necessarily make it any better, but it's like it's a little bit easier to digest whenever people are talking about things like that, you know? So it's like, that's an interesting point. I didn't even think about that. The big point of the, the Bond villain in this movie is he's like 
funding different terrorist organizations and taking their money, like holding it. And then he's using it to like play the stock market in a way do through like terroristic events. Like they say, like a ton of like airline stocks were bought before nine 11 happened. And then like, yeah. they ended up making a ton of money off of that. And then like throughout in this movie, they're supposed to, there's going to be a, uh, a terrorist blowing up one of like this new, I forget what it's this called. Like, Sky fleet. Yeah, like yeah. a new fleet of like airplanes or whatever, and they were gonna blow those up, and that was gonna like, like send the market tank. up or something. Yeah, I was gonna right. tank it or something. But him, you know, throwing off the plan, end up losing them like a hundred million dollars or some shit like that. But it's, it's it's very intricate in a way. It's like something I would have never thought of when writing this kind of shit. And I guess that's something you need, kind of going with James Bond. Like you need the Bond villain to kind of have some, you know ridiculous plan uh yeah. you don't have like the bond villain like telling him the whole plan at that one at point like you day, normally though, do <laughs> it's not that crazy of a plan like it's like some it's not shit it that, makes like, sense in a way yeah exactly it's like okay he because what he does is like he buys like puts or something i don't really know exactly how like the it's stock like different market, stocks and stuff yeah but, like it's where you you buy it and you expect it to like you say it's going to be at this price by this date and like so like and if it does you make up any of the profits like come straight to you like so it's like when it didn't he has to now pay for all of that you know what yeah. i mean so that's how he that's ended up like, losing the hundred million dollars first like in like calls like whenever you get to see him for the first mads mickelson for the first time he's talking to like the ugandan militia group that has like child soldiers and shit holding yeah. AKs and stuff out in the middle of the jungle he ends up like calling that bank like yeah i want to buy like so and so many stocks he's like well and you're playing like, against the stock market you know it's supposed to go up anyway or whatever and he's like yeah just, just do like, it just, anyway just do it and then you find out like he's doing this without the approval of like all these terrorism groups yeah. and he's just using their money to gain more money without them knowing and whatnot. And then right. he ends up losing a hundred million and all these motherfuckers are coming after him because they found out. It's pretty much the, the villain is a gambling addict who has a debt to pay. Yeah. That's his motivation now. In a way. <laughs> now his motivation is he has a debt to pay. Like that's, yeah, that's, and that's so... the whole reason of him setting up the huge poker tournament where it's like a $10 million buy-in or like, and a 5 million uh, buy-in or something or buy out. Yeah. Buy out. I don't know. Like a, I see, a that's the thing. I'm on, I'm not, I don't have too much knowledge regarding stocks and I also don't have too much knowledge <laughs> regarding poker. So I'm, I'm kind of at odds here with this movie is like, that's why it was perfect to have the old dude during the poker seeds spelling He's, every uh, single uh, thing uh, out to, <laughs> to uh, Vesper. Uh, like, yeah, there's 20 million in the pot at this point that means he has this and it's like oh, every single time you cut push. to him he's explaining everything uh, to her <laughs> it's like, and he's only doing that because he's explaining everything to the audience and it was like it got to a point where i was like okay you you need to like even though i'm not familiar with poker it's like okay you're cutting to this dude explaining this shit way too much throughout this movie you're treating the audience like they're stupid and oh, it's like even though you don't know too much about poker you can kind of figure out the gist of it as they're yeah. going on you know you don't like, need no dude specifically oh, there to explain it to you that's good oh that's bad like yeah. i could figure that out by the like context facial expressions and facial expressions exactly i could i got context clues bro like i could figure yeah. this shit out you don't, you don't need don't this need old dude just spelling everything oh. out for every hand <laughs> That was like one of my only like kind of big gripes about. It. I was like, this dude is has no reason to be here other than just explaining this shit um, and just setting other people up for James Bond. So the beginning of the movie is awesome because I mean yeah. James Bond. This is 
the beginning of a whole new series of James Bond at this point. He's not even a fucking double O at the beginning of this movie. No, it's he doesn't have any kills, quote unquote, at the beginning of this movie. <laughs> Well, you find out he has one leading up to that as you exactly. he's like, to it. He says he's like two, actually. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. the what and that. Yeah. But like it's like you said, he's super fresh, not super fresh. Like he's experienced, but he's not even a double yeah. O yet. I like how it's like all black and white. They even like have uh -huh. the filter. It looks all gritty and shit. And the guy goes up to his office and Bond's just chilling in there waiting for him. And you find like the dude, I guess he worked for MI6 and then he ended up like selling secrets to him. He's yeah. like, yeah, they don't mind you making money on the side, but not selling secrets, man. That's how that's what gets you killed. Yeah. He's like, oh, usually they would send a double O for this. And like, you don't have any kills on your record. You need two, at least two kills to become a double O or whatever. And then that's when he's like, well, <laughs> and he just cut to him just beating the piss out of that dude in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, how did he die? He's like, unwell. <laughs> he just drowns like his ass like, in that sink <laughs> just, oh my god that scene's because it like, comes out of nowhere even, boom yeah and the guy like draws the gun out of his desk and then like bond has the clip <laughs> already taken out <laughs> and you already know immediately like okay this dude's badass like he's, Bad he's smooth ass. he's killer like he'll do what he needs to do like okay you know yeah, we get the the opening song right does it is, that's when the well song he comes has in. a blast in the dude because he's like right. well you have uh, what's he say he's like well you know what they say after the first time it gets and they just blast him and he's like he's gonna say easy he's like it's gonna get easier and that's when bond says like considerably after he kills him and yeah. that's when like you cut back to the bathroom and the guy's still alive and you have fucking just craig do the, the oh, turn around yeah. bond move and then it goes <laughs> into the theme song <laughs> and like it, it gives me chills just thinking about it just like the whole spin around and you have the gun barrel and shit like it's right. it's great and it's such a great way to kick off a new era of bond and everything right. and you have the the opening song it's done by uh chris cornell uh it's called you know my name and it's a cool like title sequence like the the cool cartoons and stuff and they're like shooting the 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 different like suits on cards and stuff and like yeah like different suits are getting stuck into people and everything is really cool it's it's really cool it's um not my favorite song out of the newer ones here but like yeah. the intro like like you said the cinematics of the intro looks really really cool in this one just because i really like the uh the casino aspect of everything like the the theme that it goes with but like yeah. some of the other ones have better songs for sure bro like definitely definitely Skyfall. Oh, yeah. Skyfall. I mean, I I haven't seen the movie, but my favorite is Live and Let Die. You don't get Paul McCartney up in that bitch. That's yeah, one of my favorites. Skyfall is Adele, I'm pretty sure, and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jack, Jack White and Alicia Keys, I think, did one. I forget which yeah, one that I was think, for. Uh, maybe the Quantum of Souls one, but I don't, I don't remember Quantum for sure. Solace. I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, you cut to Uganda, and that's when you, we talked about you have like the freedom the freedom fighters and all that are meeting up with Mads Mikkelsen. He's the one that like takes their money and like invested in the stock market and all that. And mm -hmm. they even say like, we can access our money from anywhere in the world. And he's like, yeah, don't worry about it, man. We got you covered. So you get a feel like he's taking and holding all this money for different terrorism groups and such. And then you find out later, he's actually like using it for his own personal gain to make he's him like even a, more money. He's just the bank. Yeah. Because that's he, what that's exactly. Do. And it was they like, take your money and they load it out. And they they're like, oh, well, I mean, like, it's gonna make we're gonna make money. Don't worry. And in the like, grand scheme <laughs> of things, I, I understand you're funding terrorism groups, but it's not like it's kind of small potatoes in a way, as far as James Bond villains go. <laughs> I'm trying to say this like, dude, this dude isn't, isn't doing like anything. a super threat to like, anybody. This is in something a way. that like I know there's motherfuckers out there doing right now. 
Like, there's definitely motherfuckers out there doing this shit right now. Like, Where it's like, I guess that's why most of the movie is like they're tracking this dude down. It's not like they're, they're it's not like a ticking clock. Like, we gotta get this fucking done by a certain time. It's not like the whole world is stake like a lot of the other movies. It's just like, no, we're fucking doing our investigizzle, trying they to risk, figure shit out. They risk giving this guy fifteen million dollars. You know what I mean? Like, I, I love like... that line that Vesper says to him is like, you understand that if you lose, like, our government just directly funded terrorism, right? Right? Yeah, like so, like this really, it's not small potatoes, but like in the grand scheme it's of things, not, it's, but like nothing is about, like, like hugely at risk. Like yeah. nobody's gonna like. I guess people are gonna die well, in some of these terrorism acts, die. but like, it's not like the whole point of the movie is this huge terroristic act is gonna happen. Like, you know? oh it's shit, like, he's gonna we're blow just trying up to, the we're just trying to capture these. We're just gonna try yeah. to capture this banker. <laughs> That's... Yeah, we're gonna capture this banker. We're gonna beat the shit out of him. That's what like the bad guys, the real yeah. bad guys are doing. Like the and it's like James Bond's got to put a stop to this. <laughs> I guess, I but guess. his whole like when you catch up to him at the beginning, he's just trying to catch one of their contacts that like just to is find linked out more. to him, right? Just to find out more, and that's like you you find out like the contacts that he's associated with have bombs. They're like bomb makers and such, and he's mm -hmm. they're the ones that are going out going to commit these terrorist acts, um, right? And like I forget the name what the. Uh, the text ellipsis is like the terror is the code name for the terroristic act that's going to happen and that's like with the plane and all that um but yeah you, you catch up with bond where he's actually a double o agent now he's got his double o seven name moniker and everything he's in you uh, madagascar and they're at like this animal fighting ring and it's just like this like cobra versus like this mongoose or like this weasel or some shit rookie ass agent out here with rookie. this double o like no, doing this you, the whole time he's like, he's like dude bond. stop fucking touching your ear bro fucking hand off your ear he's like i think he sees me he's like get your fucking hand off your Bond's ear he's chilling like, lamping up against that wall shit. like at the window just like bro take your hand off your ear dude yeah he's like bond oh shit like this <laughs> he's still holding it bond i think he saw me it's rookie like, yeah our guy and this dude's got like scars all over his face and shit but yeah he gets that text that says ellipsis he knows something's going on he has to get out of there that's where he notices and then you just have like the biggest like long ass like parkour foot chase man as through cool this as jungle it is long as fuck long as hell it and like long. this goes through the jungle he's like flings himself through like the car that's open like the rusted car and everything and then you mm -hmm. go through the construction site and i love how like the guy that he's chasing is just like so shifty like like he at one point he like jumps up and like throws himself through like this tiny square window and bond just busts through the wall he doesn't even do it like he just busts through the wall he's like bond just brute forces everything instead of yeah. just, he's not trying to be sneaky about it and that's kind of how you see his metamorphosis throughout the movie because even m after this whole sequence because he chases this dude through this construction site dude's running and at one point bond just comes in in a fucking big ass like what is it like a like skid loader or whatever yeah just <laughs> runs through everything and just it's like yo, you were chasing him this whole time and you're like no i'm done with that I'm dude's done with capping that. people up on top like on the uh the actual the like building and everything site. the construction site and they're like jumping from crane to crane and to rooftops it is a, a, a wild scene especially in yeah. 2006 i know they had a lot of crazy action movies leading up to that point but with as far as parkour and whatnot it's crazy to see someone jumping from the top of one crane to another crane yeah and, <laughs> and then that's running the thing. like it. it it was very 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 well done like the, yeah. the choreograph of, of all of all of the jumping and like all the action sequences like it and 
like the camera angles. So like that, it, it yeah. felt big because some of the camera angles were way up where you could actually see him jumping from one crane to the other, where I think that helped a lot. It too. looks so real. It's not like, yeah. it's not like a lot of movies now or it's like CG or you could tell like, it's obviously. green screened and shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. It That's real. what I mean. It, it, you could tell it's filmed on location. And if not, mm -hmm. it, like it, it looks like it. Let's see. You can tell insane. Bond's getting tired throughout the whole chase. Like this dude keeps running and Bond's like every time he like falls or something, he's like, shit he's got to keep running and he's like sliding and shit this this chase goes on for quite some time and dude like even leaves the construction site bond hops onto the back of this truck and this dude runs into like this like this embassy for like the country or whatever and bond's like nah fuck that dude it just runs in and starts capping everybody in the embassy <laughs> beating the shit out of people he, he pulls like a straight John Wick years before John Wick happens where the dude runs out of bullets and he throws a gun at him and he catches it and just whips the gun back at him. Yeah, bro, head. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Fuck you, bro. Like, what it's are you doing? awesome. Because John Wick be doing that shit every movie. At this, he's throwing as guns at people's he heads. Out of ammo, he throws that shit at people. Chucking so guns rough. at people's heads. <laughs> well, yeah, he goes in and he just like turns that whole embassy on his on its head and they come after him. He's even like, he's supposed to keep the dude alive, but he's using him as like a human shield at one Yeah, point. running through just like, do, 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 do. but like, ends up, he, he gets arrested at the end, you know, right? He ends up go, going out and they're all just like freeze, like, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, he, he goes outside and they have them all like trapped there and he like lets the dude go he drops his gun and then he just pulls out another gun and shoots the guy and then shoots a barrel and it just blows everything up and all he all you really found out he just wanted the backpack <laughs> he just takes the guy's backpack and leaves and that's where you find he has like the bomb in there and then he has the text message with like ellipsis and he's like oh shit i know i gotta figure out what this means like, what is this and then he's on the fucking front page of every single paper like british agent like kills unarmed like civilian at an embassy and like <laughs> Emma's pissed she's, she's like, like this fucking guy we give oh, him 007 status and he goes straight to his head i knew we shouldn't have two done days. It. It too early it's been two days like just pissed like gordon ramsay <laughs> in the kitchen pissed off but she's just like like you said it's kind of like a, a teaching moment for him and he ends up just kind of showing up in her apartment there or in her office or something yeah like, you I see he's like in the cover of darkness going on a computer and he's like looking up and doing his tracking like as far as like where the text message was sent from and everything yeah. and you find out it came from like the ocean club in the bahamas and you find out he broke into m's house and then use her computer and her credentials and she's like what the hell are you doing here and that's like she makes the point that you really see throughout the beginning and through most of this movie until towards the end where he kind of starts changing was like bond does what bond wants to do he doesn't exactly do it by protocol because he's he thinks he's the best he has a huge ass ego yeah like, and that's where she says like it's gonna get you killed and it's gonna get you fired she's like by now she's like really i should fucking turn you over to everybody because of what you did for real like, like we should be taking your double o status away and you should be out of the mi6 but he's like come on you you know i'm the best you got come but on i'm the best around i'm the best around and it's like i know he's so fucking cocky and he's got such an ego but like i kind of like this version of james bond because he just doesn't give a fuck and he's so smooth right like this dude's just out here stealing people's wives throughout, like the movie. Yeah, one of my favorite lines in the movie and like is is what he's just like oh you're not my type and she's yeah. like why and he's smart like, and she's like oh because i'm smart, smart. <laughs> It's like, no, you're single. And I'm like, oh, shit, bro. This dude, like, this fucking guy. Like, he's got 
motives like or uh motivations yeah, he yeah, just doesn't give a fuck they like put him on leave or whatever like yeah you're going on leave you're not doing any missions for a while and he's just like he's you like, know what right. fuck that i'm going to doing my own mission you know i'm all follow up with this shit yeah so that's where like he's supposed to be on vacation and so he just ends up going to the Bahamas, goes to the Ocean Club. While he's traveling there, that's when you get to see a little bit more of Mads Mikkelsen. He's on that yacht with like playing poker with people. And that's where you kind of get to see his like thought process. You get to see like the, the blood coming out of his eye. He's like wiping the yeah. blood and everything. Um, he said it's like a, a deep, like something within, within his eyes, like some sort of defect or whatever. But you, you find out the genius mathematician that he is because he's like, you have like a 17.4% chance of laying down like straight or whatever the fuck it was at that point um he's like i have two pair and you have 17.4 percent chance of laying down a straight to beat me and it's like this dude this he fucking knows what what's up so that's what i wasn't sure like so i feel like when i was a little kid i remember the eyeball and i remember yeah. him like doing the tell right and I, I don't know. I, I must have just assumed that it was like some type of like electronic eyeball where he could see the cards. No, it was just fucked up <laughs> because this this whole watch. Like, that would have been right, a little bit more interesting, though, if he could see that. I have not seen this movie probably since 06 when it came I haven't out. I have neither since so, it came out. Me going back and rewatching this just a couple of days ago, I was looking for that. I was looking for. <laughs> Wait a minute. And it never happened. And I'm like, let's <laughs> just imagine that shit, dude. Like, I swear, I thought that he, that was part of why he was so good at poker is because he could see the bat, he could see through the cards and shit. But like, I just must, it went way over my head when I was little that he was just counting cards type of thing, like, knew yeah. what he was doing, you know? So I just wanted to point that out. I, I used to think that he had like a X ray eye. Or something. Uh, that would have yeah, been like, interesting. How are you going to beat a dude like that? That's what I mean. Like I, that's what I I thought I was gonna see in this movie, but I completely must have been completely off. But yeah, his his like right hand dude tells him like, yeah, your your contact got fucking killed by a British agent. Like we we still have thirty six hours to you know go through with ellipsis before the contract closes or whatever. Yeah, and that's just like it's all right. We'll find somebody else. We got to move though. He's like, tell them to get off my boat or we're gonna throw them off <laughs> or whatever. So that's like Bond goes and checks out the Ocean Club. And I like like he's like bending down, checking out the security cameras, tying his shoe. And like the people just come up thinking he's a valet and they throw him his keys and goes like parks the car and just smashes it into these other cars just to just have a distraction for everybody. Fuck this shit. You know what I mean? Like, so I love it. Just this, check away. the security tapes and everything. And he <laughs> immediately <laughs> finds this dude who sent the text message. Yeah. Finds out exactly where he's at. He even goes to the club. He's fucking eyeballing the dude's wife driving that's how you know what i mean oh like, yeah the, then he uh, goes in and talks about the car and all that yeah because he tricks the receptionist just like hey yeah i accidentally like bumped into this I, dude's car i want to you know it. contact him let him know and he's like yeah just in case i want to get in touch with him though where does he live and he even finds out his address and everything right goes fucking goes to one of the clubs at night plays poker with the dude takes like well like 10k from him or some shit like or 20k car. from him and his car that he puts down uh -huh. <laughs> even starts making moves on the dude's wife and everything yep. while they're there she, she comes out home. yeah he, he goes out and she's gonna hop in the car and he's like oh that's why he was so mad and he's like that's you can still hop in if you hey, want you know, and he, he's so slick about it drinks at my place you know and she's like, well, how far is it? And he's like, oh, it's very close. And dude just literally does a, a circle around the parking lot and parks. Because <laughs> he's, he's like, got a here. fucking hotel here. Not you know right there. Like, it's like, and oh, she right. immediately is like, one, I'll take one drink. 
and they <laughs> dude just convinces her like instantly. Dude's got the moves. Can I give you a lift home? <sighs> that would really send him over the edge. I'm afraid I'm not that cruel. Well, perhaps you just had a practice. It's James well, Bond. James Bond's out here macking on all the all the babes. But he ends up spending the night with her. Well, Not no, even, he bro. He, he he's doesn't. going to, and then like she gets the call from her husband saying, like, yeah, he's going to Miami. Yeah. Like, we have all night together. And he's like, Yeah, go ahead, go, oh. go get more comfortable. I'll order you champagne or whatever. Champagne. Fucking pieces. Just leaves her in the room. <laughs> just like, I'm that, heading to like, Miami. He's on the phone with the uh the room service. They're like, uh, two glasses, or he's like, No, for one. And just he's just like one. Boom. that's what you know like oh he's actually piecing you know he's chasing this dude down and then next yeah. thing you know he's in miami like just chilling Hunting this dude down he's at like that weird like body museum where it's like like muscle like it's like yeah i don't Looks know like it's like skeletal like, like skeletal and they're all stuff. doing different things and stuff it's, yeah. it's really weird it's a weird museum to have i feel but that's where he's like following this dude around to find out who the next contact is. The dude has like that little metal chip he lays down and dude knew that he was tailing him. Cause they have like, he catches them and they have like that little knife standoff and then I'm like, Bond just ends up stabbing the shit out of him and just leaves nobody, his body. There. Nobody saw nobody this shit. Noticed. Nobody. nobody just noticed him just laying this body down in the middle of the, of the museum. <laughs> Just like <laughs> nobody saw these two with the knife, like uh, uh, yeah, just struggling, uh, struggling. Uh, <laughs> like everybody just looked away. <laughs> like that's what I was thinking too. Like some of the shit has happened in like public spaces, and it's just like yeah, he's like, what? and then he like five sees the chips gone. He ends up using the guy's cell phone to call to see who picks up the phone. He ends up yep. tailing him. Tails him to the airport, finds out about like that new like sky fleet plane that's being unveiled and whatnot. And he's like, okay, that's the target. He ends up like calling MI6. Oh, well, before before we even get to that, while he's at that hotel, like M gets the call in the middle of the night saying, like, yeah, oh, Bob yeah. is logged into our system with your credentials. And she's like, How does he keep doing these like, things? What the fuck? She's like sleeping, like, and they're just like, What is what is he looking at? So they see and he cuts to him just on a laptop down there, just like logging into all this yeah. stuff, looking for people. And you so find, already like, on it. all the like known associates to like Mads Mickelson character are dead. Except, yeah. except for the one dude that he's following in the Bahamas and whatnot. And I like how, like, most Bond movies, you have the Bond girls that come out in, like, bikinis. And they're like, you know, you have sexy Bond girls in every movie. But in this one, it's a new era of Bond. They wanted to give something for the ladies. And that's why you have Daniel Craig coming out the beach in those tiny-ass shorts. <laughs> <laughs> coming up out the water, just looking like, all, Giving like, something for the ladies and Casino Royale. <laughs> But like then he sees the sexy Bond chick, you know, and she's just yeah. Like, he sees the dude's wife, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's she where he, he initially gets the eye on her, and that's like he only and she even mentions it. Like I have a feeling you're only with me to get information, and she's like, but that's okay. Like no, it's like he's so smooth. Like she's like, I like something about like I have a feeling that you're only with me to get more information, and it's like how how worried are you? And she's like, not that much or something like that. Like, she's yeah. like, I'm worried you're only with me to get to my husband. He's like, how worried? She's like, not enough to stop or something not like enough, that. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, yo, this shit. <laughs> Fucking James Bond, man. He didn't say no. He's like, oh, and then know, he just pieces. That's the that's the funniest part. He's just like, just dips and goes to a whole nothing. <laughs> he just leaves the Bahamas altogether and goes to Miami. Yep. 
But yeah, after he tracks a dude down, kills the guy, he finds some new contact, you find out they're going to have, a, like, he's going to blow up this plane at the airport. Right. So he's and even calls MI6, back. like, yeah, you got to help me get in. You got to call the airport. I think a bomb's going to go off. And they're like, you're supposed to be on vacation, dude. What the fuck? We, we cannot help you. I'm sorry. It's like, all right. And then he's just like, never mind. And he hangs up and on that because he gets the well, code. That's the funny thing. They like transfer him to M who's like, Bond, what the fuck are you doing? You need to stop this. And he's like, oh, sorry, I got to go. And he like immediially hangs up on her when she gets tra- And she's like, fucking oh Bond. <laughs> M's just like, I had it, had it with this fucking guy. And yeah. And of course, he's like, wait a minute. What, the, what would the code be? It's fucking ellipsis. He uses ellipsis to get into the code, goes in there. You find out the dude that he's tracking, like he even changes the guard uniform because he knows Bond's follow him and everything. Yeah. He goes down. He has like this little bomb that's like on a keychain. He Looks like, like a little flashlight. Yeah, he attaches it to like a tanker truck and he's going to drive that tanker truck up to the new plane to re- like to fuel it, blows up everything. But... <laughs> But you have James Bond fucking on your tail while you're yeah, doing this. Exactly. And of course, you have to have a huge accident sequence where Bond's just truck surfing on this runway, dude. He's like laying on top of that truck, and the dude's just driving through different things. Bags are being thrown at him. He drives through another truck that explodes and shit. Drives through a fucking one of them seesaw buses. He just yeah. drives right through it. Right like, through I, it. I love Bond's it. You still can... hanging on the back. You could that's one of the only moments in the movie you could tell, like, okay, this is a movie, you know, because yeah. like it bursts through and it's this huge explosion, and then the immediate next scene is like the truck just driving through a, a bus that's like obviously just been chilling there, like like yeah. but it's like there's no smoke, it's just like he drove right through this hole as like the next <laughs> like they filmed him just barreling because he's going like max speed like he didn't just max speed down the runway something you know what i mean like but it's so funny man i'm like i oh love the God. move that that bond does though when he's running up towards the front he like does he like handstands and flips down through the windshield of the truck dude yeah and they're just having that fist fight and they're like wrapping each other up with the seat belt and shit it's a pretty tense fight and then you you even have like the guy that jumps out and bond barely 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 saves the day he like whips that truck sideways and it like like is an inch away from hitting that plane and immediately gets arrested when he hops out what i was thinking of when he gets arrested he immediately hops out and they're all just like free because they think that he was just the one trying to do it slam him on the hood of the cop car and everything and that's when like the guy's about to blow it up with his cell phone and then you hear the beeping and like bond found the bomb and clipped it onto with the guy's belt and Bond just starts smiling, and you just see, you yeah. hear the explosion in the background. <laughs> like, and I'm like, like, oh my God. Bond has so many bodies at this point. At the beginning of the movie, dude only has like one kill, and now he's like up to who knows how many. <laughs> who who was in the, who's caught in the, the explosion that wasn't that guy? You know what I mean? Like, and Bond just smiled, bro. Like, it could have only been that guy to get hurt. This dude's a fucking like, psychopath, and you have a double O agent for the MI6. Holy shit, bro. Like, this guy's crazy. And you're like, when he gets asked later in the movie by Vesper, like, how do you, like, how does it not bother you to kill people or whatever? And he's like, you know, you be, wouldn't be good at my job if I didn't mind doing yeah. it. Or it's like, this dude, I feel like, secretly loves killing people. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. This is my dream job. <laughs> blast, 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 blast. So I pulled out my gun. Like, so I pulled out my gun. Say, like, I started, um, so I, anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> yeah, bro. That that's him. Frank Reynolds is is 
007. It's like, Bond, do you need any of these cool ass like secretive gadgets? Nope. I only need these no. two two guns right here. And my fists. And He's my like, I'd rather use my fists. <laughs> <laughs> but like, anyway, what's the next scene after the airport scene then? The um, that's where you find out that, yeah, Mads Mikkelsen, he gets the call um, from the banker dude. He's like, yeah, like, you, he's like, how much did you lose off? He's like, yeah, 101 point such million dollars. He's like, yeah, I'm not in a good position. He's fucking pissed off. Bond meets up at in the Bahamas with M. M is pissed off. So pissed off, they put a fucking tracker in Bond's yeah, arm. Yeah, <laughs> to keep an eye tracker. on him and know exactly where he is at all times. <laughs> and even, like, to keep up with his health, too. It can track, like, what, like, his, his heart rate and everything and, like, right. what's in his body and such. But they end up briefing him on like who the shift is and everything. Like he's the one that's running the money for all these terrorist organizations. He's the one that's using the terrorist organization's money to play the stock market and all this. And that's why he ended up losing a hundred million dollars. But he's able to set up this this huge high stakes poker game so he can get all the money back to pay off all these people. Right. Um, so and because somebody killed. ended up backing out, they were able to put Bond in the position as one of the players because of course Bond is the best poker player in the MI six. I heard you were quite a good poker player too in your days. Like, oh yeah, I'm the best. Just the best at everything I fucking do, you know? <laughs> the high-stakes poker game is at the Casino Royale in Montenegro. Uh, there's 10 players, 10 million buy-in, 5 million rebuy. Winner takes $150 million. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. If uh, Lashif loses, he can't run. So they would take him in giving him sanctuary for all the information that he knows. He's going to provide all the information and they will protect him from everybody that's out there trying to kill him. Right. It sounds, you know, it's, it sounds like a decent plan, but of course everything ends up fucking backfiring by the end of the Of shit. course, of course. But you also find out that fucking Lashif ended up torturing and killing the dude's wife for information like she's all like tied up in that hammock and shit out in the, the bahamas the chick that bond was with yeah so yeah the she chick ended that bond up was with killed. right and like em's like we don't i guess we don't have to worry about you like having like forming attachments to anybody do you and he's like nope don't don't have to worry about that um cue him on the the train to montenegro you get to meet ava green's character vesper lynn she is like the the, one of the heads of the treasury department she's there to like keep an eye on the money that he's going to be much using <laughs> just to keep an eye on the money like that's why she's there and like she's there to she's approve all this shit right she's just a accountant pretty much that's where she get like she even gives the line like yeah if you lose we're gonna the our government's gonna be directly funding terrorism yeah. and she's she's a smart cookie though like you have that moment where they're both like judging each other's character like he goes in and like straight up like guesses all this information about her like she was an orphan or whatever and like right that the necklace that she wears was from somebody important and such and then she also reduces his deduces his character and such so like they have a, a nice little back and forth and bond even like by the end of it he's like i kind of like this lady it's like huh. <laughs> Hmm. like and he like has that like little bit of a, like a smile like laugh to himself yeah. you know i forget right. what the last line was in it but she's like you you know i'm here to just protect the assets or whatever here i'm not here to like to look at your like perfectly defined ass or whatever and he's like oh so you noticed <laughs> <laughs> i like how like and like later on you see like she has a suit for him and she's like i sized you up the moment we met you know what i mean yeah. like she, she's definitely he's, like, a smart one about like this yeah. is my jacket how do you get this? 
and that was like right after he gives her the dress to wear and everything yeah the, the next day you have them in like the car they're going over the briefing and everything you you find out like who their personas are going to be and like they're going to be sharing a suite together even though they were given their personas that immediately goes right out the fucking window he just starts telling everybody he's james bond <laughs> yeah i'm like yo what like so none of it matters but he just like you said he doesn't care he's like whatever no. Well, that's Whatever. where he's like, well, they already know, like, who I am. Like, the guy yeah. already knows who I am. Like, he doesn't have uh, any other information on me whatsoever. So, like, what? He just knows my name. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so exactly. Far. And, like, even even so, like, whenever he first goes to the poker game and he meets, like, Lechev or whatever, he's like, hello, Mr. Beach or Bond. I'm or Bond. I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused. And he just he's like, like, well, we can't have that now, can we? <laughs> yeah. And he just walks away. He <laughs> doesn't just even walks answer it. <laughs> Then he meets Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, Jeffrey Wright's in this fucking movie? That's awesome. And he's like, bar he barely in it, but you find out he's like part of the CIA. He's with the Americans. Yeah, he's there for the same damn reason. The they're there thing. to get the chief as well. Yep. But you also have like the, the old dude. I forget the fucking guy's name. Uh, Mathis guy, or something. Mathis, yeah. He's there as like, he's part of MI6, I guess. I, I don't, I'm not Fuck sure. This guy. But he's there to like help set everything up for him. Like they have, they go out to dinner or lunch that one day. And he's like, yeah, fucking the chef is like best friends with like the chief of police over here. You see, and he's like, well, we were gonna bribe him, but we feel like that was gonna have some, uh, like, that was gonna be a little hard to do. So we gave his like deputy <laughs> evidence of bribery, <laughs> and you just see all the cops pull up and start arresting this guy. <laughs> it's like crazy what you can do with Photoshop nowadays. Yeah. It's like crazy and it's like 2006 and like think yeah. about it now with like ai oh my god bro you must have a real good photoshop dude out there man mi6 you know they do <laughs> you start out the poker game and man this is where it kind of i'm not gonna say take take a nosedive is a, is a harsh term this is where the movie slows down yeah for these poker, poker game takes hours hour well it takes technically in the movie it's like days it's like that whole oh weekend God, um, dude. but i feel like the whole movie up to this point is just like it's moving so fast you're going from one thing to the next it, it you don't really have much time to breathe it just keeps going and yeah. then as soon as you hit this poker area this is where it really slows down you're taking your time they're eyeing each other up trying to you know see each other bluffing, right. bluffing and everything like even uses her as like a distraction because yeah. he knows how hot she's gonna look and like her dress and stuff coming in he's everybody's like everybody's gonna, gonna, gonna be looking. up everybody's gonna be watching you when you come up and you give me a kiss on the cheek or whatever you go back to the bar they go on break during this this poker game they go on break mick uh mads mickelson lachief is used as an inhaler the whole time he ends up placing a tracker inside of his inhaler during like this hour-long break Mickelson, the Mads Mickelson goes up to his hotel room and he get, immediately gets jumped by those Ugandan yeah, like militia leaders. It's like, you fucking this... take our money. We don't think we're going to find you. And they're like, we're going like, oh, to have your money. We're going to cut your arm off with a machete, but you can't play poker and get our money back if we do that. So we're going to cut your lady's arm off. And they're like, about to do it. And they're like, look at him. He, do he doesn't even, he's not even not saying a word anything. Of you need to find yourself a new boyfriend. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> I love that part because, like, like she he doesn't even want to do it he's just like wow this guy doesn't even want to like stop me doesn't from cutting your arm off like 
you need to definitely find a new boyfriend. Like Bond but, and Vesper down in the lobby, and he gets like his package that has like his silencer and the tracking thing in it and everything. Yep. They track him up into where his hotel room is. He's like, "All right, you hear the screams? Like, you got to get out of here. I'll handle this." The elevator is still running, so he tells her to take the stairs. But by the time that's happening, the Ugandan dudes come out, and they kind of they fake like making out in the hallway. But the dudes like eyeing him up, and he's like, "Hold on a second. And then you have. He shoots at him, and then you have this big ass fight in this stairwell going down these stairs where they're like chasing across. her. She's yeah. like running down the stairs, and they're like fighting behind her, like falling. But they're down like the jumping from together. one section of the staircase to the next and shit. Yeah, but it's just the one dude because, like, right at the beginning of the fight, like Bond flips the one dude over the stairwell and just falls to his death <laughs> immediately. <laughs> And the rest of the fights just do just like swinging this big ass machete, jumping off these stairs and stuff. But yeah, I mean, Vesper is shook because this is the first like people she actually end up seeing getting killed in real life. Yeah, and she gets to see a guy college. get choked out in front of her. And she has like, to like stop him from getting the gun and everything, too. Yeah, you know, they fight the whole way down the stairwell into the very bottom into the basement there. And like bonds just choking this dude out and he's like trying to grab that gun. She's slamming his hand against the ground. And like, for some reason I thought she got shot at for, cause that one gunshot goes off and you hear it like ricochet. And I was like, Oh, you, I thought for some reason I was thinking she got shot or something, yeah. but I guess it never happened. But yeah, and Bond's just fucking like bloody his head's bleeding. His shirt's all bloody. And this dude somehow gets cleaned up within like, 45 minutes to get back to the poker game yeah i'm like yo oh, this... you changed your shirt mr bond you're it's like you're yeah sweating. Just, just my shirt i was sweating a little bit that's it yep <laughs> don't worry about it man. don't worry about it man i just killed the people that were trying to kill you but it's all good like that's why i'm so confused about all this i'm like what the hell is going on here it cuts very quickly you don't even hold on to the that's that round of poker very they're very long before it goes up to him into the going up to his hotel room and then he finds this vesper just chilling in the shower in her clothes like she is yeah. shook she she wasn't expecting to see people get killed today <laughs> right and then he, and joins he just her goes in there, there sucks on her fingers a little bit and calms her down. she's like is that better she's like yeah it's like you you cold like, you're a little weird there bond <laughs> you're a freak <laughs> like he calms her down and then they're chilling and then i guess it's the next day yeah, it just goes to the next day. It's where you find like the dude put the bodies that Bond, the the dudes that Bond killed. They like put them in the, some guy's trunk and sets them up for murder. This <laughs> math this guy he, is a fucking yeah. This guy knows what he's doing. But then you see like the chief is looking out the window. He sees the guys like, oh, got shit. killed, and he's like, "Oh fuck, these guys mean business too." <laughs> what the hell is going on? Everybody here is trying to kill me. Yeah, you go back to the poker game that sec for the second day. And Bond gets tricked, man. Bond loses. He loses it all. He goes all in against the uh, Lashif there, and he loses all of his money. The tell wasn't exactly wasn't the tell that he thought it was. Well, so they're in a big predicament. He gets pissed off. He is so mad. He goes to the bar, gets a drink, and like he even like goes at Vesper. He's like, "You need to give me the five million. You gotta give me the approval to get get me the buy in, so I can get back in there. I know I can beat him." And she's like, "No, you're fucking reckless. You're a loose cannon. Oh, you got crazy. an ego." You're fucking no. reckless. No, I'm not going to approve the transaction. And he's like, fuck, fine. <laughs> so he's like, I'm just going to go kill the bastard. So he's like, fine. grabs the knife and he's just going to go and kill him. But Jeffrey Wright pulls him aside. Like, listen, man, I'm, I'm with the CIA. You can't be just going out here killing this dude. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm getting my ass kicked at <laughs> poker, man. You obviously know what you're doing. I'll give you the five million. Just promise me that once you beat him, 
the CIA gets to take him in. He's like, hey, fine, man. You can have him. I just no want to beat him. No, no problem. problem. Like, what about the money? He's like, does it look like we need money? And I'm like, <laughs> no, damn. That's what I was like. That was the best part, too. It like, doesn't look like we're hurting for money, man. We're in the fucking damn. US of A, man. <laughs> this is where shit gets even worse for Bond <laughs> at this point. Because uh, they're going back and they're playing poker for a while. And you see... a. Uh, old Lashif's girl is up to something. She's up to some trickery. She puts something mm-hmm. in the drinks at the bar. They pull up and then he gives them the drink. He like takes two sips and he's like sitting there and like, it doesn't take long to kick in at all. He starts like, sweating. He immediately like, I love the shot where it's like the camera's right beside the glass and you just see him look at it. He's like, Oh my God. He realizes exactly what just happened. And he's like, and that's, and that's Excuse one me. thing about the movie. It has a lot of cool camera angles and camera yeah. moments. And especially like in the beginning where it's black and white, you have like all these weird, like low, like kind of catty corner Just angles and awkward such. Awkward angles, right. Yeah. There's a lot of cool angles you don't expect for like a James Bond type movie. But this dude is like racing against the clock now. He's fucking poisoned. And he's as as far as he he doesn't know yet, but you know he's about to go into cardiac arrest. Dude immediately takes fucking a whole thing of salt goes to the bathroom and drinks like a whole cup of salt water to get himself to throw up goes out to his fucking nice ass aston martin out in the parking lot hooks himself up to the computer that's in the car so mi6 can check his vitals and they're like yeah this dude's gonna go to cardiac arrest and die in like two minutes so you need to hook yourself up to the like the what is it the defibrillator and like the the blue shot that he takes in his neck to kind of like they have do, like, like all these doctors like around like surrounded the computer at mi6 like yeah you got to do this and the one guy's like no hold off take the shot first because you only have one shot you have only have like w- enough for one charge in like the defibrillator yeah so you have to make it count and he's fucking sitting there clicking the button it's not working he looks down and like one of the red cables is disconnected from his chest and he's like he's gonna he dies technically <laughs> james bond's <laughs> dead in the car if it wasn't for vesper she comes over hooks up the thing and like soon as she presses the button he's like wakes up he's like you okay <laughs> and she's like, she's like okay. yeah are you okay he's like I gotta get cleaned up. I gotta get back in there. Sits <laughs> out like, the table. Are you crazy? That dude like is shocked to see him sitting at the table. He's like, "What the hell?" Like he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm back. No problem. I'm good." The best line though is like he comes back. He's like, "You all right there, Bonnie?" He's like, "Oh, I'm good. That last hand almost killed me though." <laughs> <laughs> That last hand nearly killed me. You have the last round. You can't buy yourself back in if you lose. This is it. And then you have uh, small blinds and big blinds, like 200K, you know? Yeah, it's something outrageous. There's like 20 mil or 10, 15 mil in the pot at that point. Everybody goes all in and fucking he calls his bluff. And Mickelson, uh, I keep wanting to call Mads Mickelson, but Lashif ends up losing, immediately pissed, storms the fuck out. (laughs) He's like, okay, now we're going to kill this motherfucker and take the money. We go like, celebrate. Good, like... He takes her out to dinner and everything. He gets to find out that like the necklace that she is wearing is like somebody that was very important to her in her life. Mm-hmm. And like he's like, You're never gonna really let me in though, are you? And she's like, Yeah, but you also aren't either. Like you have that armor that you have up that's like you're not gonna let down for anybody. She like gets that text from Mathis saying like he has to she has to meet him somewhere. And she as soon as she leaves, Bond's like, wait a minute. Mathis texts me about this. He's like, oh, fuck. Fucking races out and immediately goes outside and sees her get, like, kidnapped in a car. Races. And you think it's going to be, like, some kind of cool-ass car chase with his Aston Martin or no, but, like, 
he races like around that one corner and she's just like lying in the middle of the road and that's where you have like the seven fucking barrel roll crazy wreck man and apparently they used three aston martins and they were all three hundred thousand dollars a piece they were given to them for free by aston martin because it was a james bond movie yeah aston martin just gave them to them for free they didn't even have to pay for them and they literally crashed every single one (laughs) for the movie good good Cause that's awesome. Like $300,000 cars. That's fucking crazy. But at least you got a world record out of it too. Yeah. It's still standing. <laughs> and this was all one big trap so they can get James Bond and they did, they pull him out of the car and immediately rip the tracking chip out of his fucking arm. How they knew it was there. I have no clue. The math is. Oh yeah. Cause of math is. Yeah, yeah that's that right. Son of a bitch. Double cross. Son of a son bitch. Of a bitch. <laughs> I totally. Cause they, they never explicitly say why mathis was the dude they like but i guess that makes perfect sense too in a, in a way this is one of the more memorable scenes of the movie here because they immediately take him to like this old ass ship and they they cut the bottom out of this chair and they tie bond naked to this chair to interrogate him and the chief is just using this big ass like ship rope with a knot on the end of it and they're smacking his balls underneath the chair with it it's like this is some creative ass torture to come up with for a james bond movie and it's 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 even more funny because bond's just trained not to give in to torture and he's just like yeah i got a little itch over there on the right side and he's just like like, screaming bloody murder murder and he starts laughing he's like a little to the right and he does it again he's like now i'm gonna tell everybody you scratched my balls (laughs) yeah it's gonna go down that everybody knew you scratched my balls (laughs) now the whole world's gonna know that you don't scratch my balls some funny shit it's just pissing him off even when he's like oh you think you're funny mr ball <laughs> that dude comes in mathis right ain't that mathis no it ain't mathis Somebody no it's not comes mathis. In. but the whole reason is he's just there to get the money back is yeah like that he just wants to know the money and the reason he's alive is because he needs the password to get the money because he knows that uh vesper will give him the like the account number he just needs the password from bond but yeah you hear like screaming bloody murder from her and you think like they're torturing her and you think bond's gonna give in but he's just like nah not so easily bring it on motherfucker and uh you hear like shots happen and you're like wait a minute what's going on and just this old dude comes in and he's the guy's like don't worry i'll I'll have your money for you I'm, i'm getting it right now obviously i'm torturing this fucking guy to get your money back and then like he's like money isn't as important to the organization as knowing who we can trust knowing who we can trust right and immediately just shoots the fucker in the head like yeah the the main villain yeah big bad bond villain's dead in an instant and it wasn't even bond that killed him james bond's all hazy doesn't even know what the fuck's going on yeah and he immediately like wakes up and he's in the hospital like they left him alive and they left they left vesper alive as well and then he's like kind of going in and out of it he gets visited by mathis and he mathis is talking to him he's like yeah it's very curious why they left you both alive and everybody else got killed and he's like by the way they, they want me to give you this or whatever and then that's immediately like, like they come and fucking take mathis away <laughs> they're like yeah fuck you and he dumps it out like i said yeah he's like, i know what the, i know what you're up to mathis you son, son of a bitch, bitch. Try to trick me, can't trick me. <laughs> fool me once, can't get fooled again. Yeah, exactly. Fool me, can't get fooled again. <laughs> then he pretty much just like retires. 
with this yeah, girl. that's what's crazy about it. Because like Vesper at this point is like fucking in love with James Bond. She yeah. loves James Bond. She's all over him and everything. Where before she didn't even want really anything to do with him. Like she yeah. left his ass out of the elevator. She's like, you could take the next one up. There's not enough room in here with your ego. <laughs> <laughs> and now she's all over him but all you over see... him you have the one dude come in and even gets them to transfer the the account number and the password and everything and he leaves mm -hmm. and then fucking this girl gets gets so sunk into james bond he retires he just puts yep. in his resignation and he's just going to travel the world with vesper you know what I'm, I'm done killing I'm I'm done killing for now. Like just like what does he say? He's like something about like if you stay in this too long, like there won't be any humanity left or something like that. Yeah, like, he says something, some some line to like sweeten her up. Yeah, and he ends up telling her about Mathis and everything. Um, and he said that he he well he tells Vesper that Mathis told Lashif his that Bond knew about his tell and everything. That's how he lost the first time. Yeah, and all that. Um. And that's, I guess that's why he knew as soon as she got the text from Mathis, like, all right, this, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I knew something's up. Right. But then you find out even later that he, cause M didn't even know whenever he brings it up later, he's like, well, we didn't even have any evidence against Mathis. We knew about fucking Vesper though, or whatever. But uh, it's like, well, they're pro they're both guilty, you know, not just because one's guilty doesn't mean the other one's clear. <clears throat> Yeah, so I mean, you just have a montage of them just kind of traveling the world. They're out on the boat. They're yeah. out and then like in they England end up in Venice, Rome, in Venice, and yeah, going through the canals and such. And then you see yep. the, like Vesper sees someone's watching them, and you're like, wait a minute, someone's yeah. eyeing them up. But okay. like you would think, like your fucking boyfriend's James Bond, you tell her, like, hey, someone's fucking eyeing us up over here. But but she does it. Yeah, and that's where as an audience you're like, wait a minute, what the fuck's going on here? He gets a call from. Uh, am I am I six about the transfer? They're gonna go somewhere else, and she's like, "Well, I'm, you go get the groceries. I'm gonna go get all the money out so we can leave." And that's whenever, as soon as she leaves, he gets the call from M. Like, "Yeah, hey, man, it's been a while. We still haven't got that money yet. That you owe us, like the 15 mil from the poker game. Or yeah, whatever. where's that? 150 mil. We need to get that transfer." He's like, "Wait a minute. I, we I sent can, that. Yeah, we got that. Don't worry, I got it taken care of." <laughs> So as like that's like the big twist of the movie is like that that she the account was number crossing him yeah that she was double crossing him she was using him the account number that he put in originally wasn't the account number it was supposed to go to it was a whole different one entirely he didn't know about and the reason she's leaving is to get all that money out to give to somebody else exactly. so Bond's fucking pissed he's tailing her throughout the streets of Venice and everything and then he. Uh, course finds where they're having the meetup and it's just like that one dude with like the one eye it's like like Everybody's the one glass weird eye this, yeah it's like well he's wearing glasses with one lens out and the other yeah. one's like colored uh but they immediately notice he's there and that's where you have the big ass action sequence to end the movie is with just building just grumbling yeah. into the water i didn't really understand the, the specifics of that because they run in it's just like those big huge yellow float barrels yeah, and I by shooting they... those i guess those are what's holding the water in because as soon as those blow up that's when know. the building starts filling up with water and starts crumbling down upon itself which right. it looked really cool i, I, I mean didn't really understand you tell it's cg at certain points but for the most part i think it looked really well it was a cool uh kind of set piece to the end the movie right because everything's just fucking crumbling and crashing down around them while he's just capping everybody in the head, 
busting boards across people's faces, shooting people in the eyes with nail guns. He gets the dude. He gets the dude with the one lens. It's like, of course, he gets him right in the lens. Right in the eye with that nail gun. That and he even gets the... shot in the back a couple times. He like pulls the nail That guy remind me of the guy from uh, Indiana Jones, the guy that yeah. gets his face melted. Yeah, with me the, of that the fedora guy. and the glasses yeah. and everything. But yeah, it's a pretty cool set piece, though. But it's just huge, schlocky, just bullets flying everywhere. Vesper's trapped in the, the elevator and everything. And by the time he gets there to save her, she locks her in. She locks herself in. Yeah, this it. scene's crazy, man. Yeah, and then the fucking elevator drops into the water. And man, Bond must have been training with them seals because this dude can hold his breath for a damn long time. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Like, he got some Navy SEAL training or something. But, like, I remember seeing this when I was younger and, like, seeing her drown, like, and it, like, fucked with it's me when I was It's realistic, dude. It's, it's so realistic, dude. I'm like, yeah. whoa. Like, it looks like she actually, like, drowns. Like, they, and they show it yeah. all. And I'm like, whoa. Like, and I remember even seeing that the point where she pushes herself to the back so he can't get to her and then yeah. like when she really starts drowning she's actually like okay help me she starts like begging for help at that yeah point. because like her fight or flight type of you know kicks yeah. in and it's like it's terrible timing because as soon as she dies that's when like bond kicks the fucking thing open from the beginning you could have saved her ah, you were like literally like two seconds late you could have saved her ass and like he's even under there longer because he goes in there and pulls her ass out and he's just up there trying to give her CPR, and of course she dies. Mm -hmm. And then you find out the the old dude that fucking killed Le Chief, he's fucking watching Bond, and he's holding the money. So he ended up getting the money in the end. And you're like, oh, what's going to happen here? And Bond's just sitting there holding the love of his life, I guess? But then he's kind of turned on her at that point, especially when he talks to him. And he's like, no, bitch is dead. Bitch is dead. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I bro, I literally rewinded it to rem to like. Did he say that? And he's like, yep, he it's certainly good. did. If you do need time, why should I need more time? Job's done. The bitch is dead. But then he's just like back to being James Bond. He's like, I'm <laughs> yeah, not retired he's back no to more. James Bond. Because like the the conversation he had with M before, he's like, yeah, I got your email. We'll talk about that at a later date. We're, for we're now, not... I need you to do this. <laughs> for like, now, I need you to do this. He just like ignores it like completely. Like, Straight up ignores his resignation. Resignation, bro. You're on the clock. Like, what are you talking about? Like, oh my god. <laughs> but he ends up going and finding that old dude. Well, yeah. At the very well, end. during the uh, during that conversation with M, that's where you find out that Vesper had like she had like a fiance or she had a lover and then he was kidnapped by that organization right and he, they weren't going to let him go until unless she defected and helped them out so exactly. that's why she ended up black like she was being blackmailed against mi6 and against bond and all that it's not like she wanted to do it she didn't really right. have it she choice. wasn't like a villain she was being set up too exactly whereas like at one point you actually believe that like she was like no nah, fuck that other dude i'm fucking i got james I bond know, right man. that's what i was thinking <laughs> at one point like why wouldn't like you got james bond bro <laughs> I, but, I, it's but you find out she did have feelings for him because they were that was the whole reason he was left alive yeah like she had killed him yeah they were gonna kill him there in that the whole the ship that he was in where he was getting tortured um but she ended up exchanging the codes and everything getting the money in exchange for his life and her life and everything but he's just like well you don't have to worry about all this and she's like well you can't she's like you really don't trust anybody now do you bond he's like nope 
bitch is dead. <laughs> and he's, then M's like, good. That's then you learned your lesson. You know. Yeah, you learned your lesson because that was the whole argument with her at the beginning of the movie. Is like you need to stop, you know, going your own way. Like you have too yeah. much of an ego. You keep following your own rules. You're you're not following our rules. You need to be humbled, pretty much. And that was the whole point of the movie: is Bond getting fucking humbled? Exactly. Like you let somebody Thinking, in, <laughs> and boom, just like that, he's back to you know what? He's like, no, nah, bitch is dead. Like, bitch is dead <laughs> and that's why like it's it's weird because i didn't really kind of think of this until now it's like it's, it, i kind of think of it in a way as like the new batman with like robert pattinson by the end of that movie he he finds out that he needs to be bruce wayne as well as batman he needs yeah. to find a way to coexist to kind of help gotham in both ways where it's like exactly. at the end of this movie he realizes he who he needs to be he to to be an mi6 to be a double o agent he can't be you know the one-man army it's not just him against everybody he actually has to utilize his resources and follow protocol and not let himself get too attached to everything right and that makes that like a good spring point with this movie being for the, the following movies to come exactly like, it's the perfect setup to for him he yeah he is james bond he is 007 through most of the movie but at the very end of the movie he is james bond he is 007 and that's what sets you up for those next four movies in the franchise right. like you had one one 007 through the whole movie but by the end you have a whole different a whole a whole new one that's very Almost serious like a, a, a veteran <laughs> at that point like he knows exactly what he's doing and yeah. what his job is you know yeah he he's been there he know he saw exactly what happens when you uh you go the wrong route when you let somebody too close or when you you kind of give somebody the benefit of the doubt or you trust somebody too much right um but yeah and then he finds out like he checks uh vesper's phone and finds out that she left a message for him and it was a contact information for mr white and it had a phone number and everything and that, that's why like the very next scene you see that old dude pulling up in his car outside he gets out gets a phone call and he's like yeah what the fuck who is this and immediately gets capped in the knees just, <laughs> like, oh, oh, james bond walks up with this big ass gun bro with the silencer the on big it. ass silencer it's huge oh God, dude. Shit, dude. <laughs> it's just this big ass gun he's just like doo -doo -doo. like oh my god bond. Bad james bond the name's bond james bond and then you hit that fucking badam and then credits, bro. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. It was such a great note to go out on, and such like a cliffhanger too, because that's where exactly it goes in Quantum of Solace. You're picking up with him interrogating that Mr. White and everything. Exactly. Um, so the only reason I know that is because I watched the trailer for Quantum of Solace, like right after us, and it like in the trailer, it's him interrogating Mr. White and shit. Um, but I was like, that's a like from the beginning. It's a, such a great beginning where you have it sets up like you know the the whole him pointing at the camera and then you go into the bond and then you get the classic like bond james bond at the very at the end, very end. Yeah. you have some other things in there as well like the james bond lore like where he's at the bar and he's like yeah i want you know vodka martini or whatever and he's like would you like that shaking or stirring he's like i don't get i don't give a damn, <laughs> I don't give a damn. like you know what i mean damn. Like and like even whenever he's at ordering the drink at the poker table he's like yeah i want this 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 and this and this and the other people are like you know what that sounds good i'll take that too yeah, me too me too and he's like me too hmm, this is so good i need to come up with a name for this eventually <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's great man casino royale man and I, I i can't say i've seen a ton of bond movies especially not recently a lot of them i saw when i was 
really younger. Exactly. Um, and I'm not going to lie, watching those Bond movies as a kid, you don't really, I mean, of course you're following the action and following everything that's going on, but, but as you don't a really kid, understand it. you don't understand all like the politics and all the that's shit that's going saying, on. Behind this. So like, that's what really, I feel like that's what kind of drew me away from Bond a lot growing up is, and that's why I kind of didn't really buy into it. It was because I always thought they were kind of confusing and I, they were, there was a lot of shit going into them, a lot of information in these movies. And that's why, like, now as an adult, I was like, maybe I should go back and start watching some of these. This kind of because I think I would get them a lot more than I, I did. I enjoy them a, a lot more now. Exactly. Because as a kid, you're watching them, you're like, yeah, I want the fucking, I want the action sequences. I want Bond doing cool shit, using cool Plane gadgets crashes and stuff. and stuff, you yeah. know, like, but like, and of course, you're watching bon, uh, Bond, you know, fuck all these Bond girls <laughs> using these cool <laughs> gadgets and having action sequences. But in the middle of it, you're getting like all this political talk and like all this espionage shit and all this dialogue. Like, I, don't like, I don't understand any of it. <laughs> I don't know what's going like, on. Whereas like through this movie, I'm following it all. And I'm like, exactly. Was, it was really well written. I thought like it was really well written to take you from one place to the next, to the next very quickly. And it's giving you a lot of information and you're finding out information at the same time bond is. And yeah, it does slow down a lot when it gets to the poker game. And I, I definitely think this movie could have been shortened a decent bit in a way. Like it's like two and a half hours long. It probably could have cut like maybe 20 minutes out of there somewhere. Um, or kind of shortened the poker kind of, kind of condensed it a little bit more made it a little bit more concise um but you had all the great stuff in there yeah a lot of great action sequences that were kind of picked up from around that was the time when jason Bourne was doing shit man that was when the Bourne movies were coming out bond right. hopped right onto the Bourne bandwagon as far as the fight scenes and hopping out windows um they started at incorporating parkour into this one that the jason Bourne movies really didn't have but it was a lot of the action stuff you were seeing at that point in time. Whereas like now when we get the next bond movie, I kind of expect it to be like a John wick type shit, to be honest. Cause that's like where all the action movies are going as of right now, because the John wick is so successful. That's where a lot of these action movies are going to like that fucking B move B man movie with fucking Jason Statham. And uh, there's one that's coming out called like monkey man that Jordan Peele's producing. That's like, it feels like an Indian version of John wick in a way. And it's like, it seems like that's where a lot of action movies are going so i wouldn't be surprised if like the next james bond kind of took that that kind of action into it because it seems like with each iteration of james bond they're kind of taking what's going on at that point in time as far as action movies goes and kind of makes it their makes it their own in a way now casino royale i i did see the next two after that i i wasn't as nearly as big a fan as those as i was of casino royale um and it seems from general opinion they kind of go downhill after casino royale as well um but man i to be honest i really like this movie i think like, this is one i would probably watch again in the future i don't know how how early how soon i would do it um but this is definitely one i could see watching in the future just because of how tight and how solid it was it was a great movie great music you have like the horns in there a lot of the time like the, the james bond music the big orchestral stuff it, it's great man i had a lot of a great time with this Daniel Craig is great as Bond. I even watching the beginning, I was like, mm, I don't know. Like, I, even I was having a hard time envisioning Daniel Craig as Bond. But by the end of it, he's like, that's fucking James Bond, man. Like, he's a perfect James Bond. Yeah, exactly, man. I I enjoyed the movie as well. I would. I want to continue like doing these movies too. Like, shit, we can 
do a review for the rest of them but after after watching it, i was like maybe we should have did like a, a fucking like a bond series kind of like the heroes of our time where we went through the bond movies shit, or some yeah shit. And it's not quite as many as the live action. There's only there's 25. Movie. I mean, it would have take, taken a while, but I mean, we can keep going through maybe like the Daniel Craig ones and then start hitting on on some of the older ones and whatnot from there. But right. But yeah, I, I, I would it. definitely be down to do that. <clears throat> I, I love this movie. It's one of my like older, like when I was a younger kid, I, I remember this movie. It's, it's yeah. one of those types of movies for me. It's not a forgettable movie. Um, and then rewatching it as we're adults, it just was it hit even better because, like you said, I fully understood everything about it. So I'm like following it politically and following all the action and just loving everything, you know. So yeah. I I love this movie. Would definitely be like a, a buy it for me. It's one that I would want like in my collection just because it's it's a great movie, you know. Yeah, it's, it's the craziest it's, movie turns twenty in like two years. That's Isn't wild, that crazy? Man. Um, and almost for a 20 year old movie, it holds up damn near yeah. everything holds up. Like there's not really a lot of stuff in it, if anything at all, that like that is that seems out of date or out of place. Like it seems like it, it seems like a movie that could have easily been made like last year or some yeah. shit, you know, um, but it, it's a great movie. I don't like a buy it, rent it or miss it. What would you say here, Vern? I would say buy it for sure. Like I, I would definitely if I if I had like a bunch of movies, I would want this to be in there i'd want all the the daniel craig movies in my little collection there you know but yeah we'll, we'll get to that if we ever review the other ones but like i would definitely this one over any any of the other ones i would want to buy it because it's like the kicking off one yeah i would definitely say a, a buy it as well because whether you're a, a james bond fan or not i think it's easily like one of the up there is one of the top like action movies of like who knows like the past 20 years 30 right. years or whatever Especially it's of, easily like, one of the top ones out there of the 2000s there you know yeah and not just not just as far as action movies go but as far as like the plot and how it's kind of how you're figuring everything out it, it's it, I, it's not predictable in a sense i don't i don't yeah. think i think there's a decent there's a couple twists in there that that work and it holds up really well man it's it's a great movie i think it was really well written the acting in it is really great as well um and this is of course what sets up for the bond for the next four well how many years after this fucking almost 20 years the yeah, last the last one years. came out in like 2021 or some shit for sure so daniel craig was james bond for quite some time man um, so it's going to be, and I'm sure the next James Bond movie is going to be just as big and just as talked about as this one was when it came out, because it's going to be the start of a new Bond. It's going to be the start be of a new different. Bond series. It'll be yeah. like much different than than this series was, you know. Exactly, exactly. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm a little eager to see what happens with James Bond going forward, just because this is kind of maybe getting me into James Bond in a way, like... To be honest, I wasn't really huge on James Bond before, but after watching this, it makes me want to go and watch these other ones to kind of kind of get a feel for learn the story more or less, you know, exactly. Because I know. Yeah, because from what I understand, a lot most of the other ones aren't connected from film to film, but I know the Daniel Craig ones pretty much are like as far as story wise, there's plot points that go throughout each movie, whereas like a lot of the other ones are just one offs. You're going into the next movie, different James Bond or what have you. But yeah, I'm very eager to see what they do with coming next because I might actually follow it going forward. Like if I'm into James Bond, I, I, I've always loved these movies. You know, they're not like my favorites or anything like that, but I've always tried to make sure that I watch all of them. You know, um, that being said, I mean the newer ones because I have not gone back and watched all the older ones. But like as yeah. these have been coming out, I've always tried to make a point to watch them because I just I I enjoy them. I, I I love like action movies, and the thing about me is. 
I love the cheesy ass action movies like White House Down and shit like that. So like when I get <laughs> yeah. a good action movie like this, it's even better. Like, oh, you know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> or like Tenet, like shit like that, like things that are like the man action movie. I gotta watch more. Tenet like six more times just to figure out what the fuck happened in that movie. Man. I don't crazy. know if I'm ever gonna. I don't know if I'm ever ever gonna be able to review it because I don't know what the hell is happening in Tenet. <laughs> Hey, that's how it took Inception a couple times for me to watch Inception and realize what the fuck was going on. I dig on Inception. Yeah. I really like Inception. But Tenet, man, I need to watch oh, yeah, that one again to figure out what's going on. Great um, movie. Glad we got to do this one here. Yeah, Casino Royale is great. Has great action. Uh, James Bond is smooth as fuck in this one. It right. is actually pretty funny in certain circumstances as well. It has some funny, some funny stuff in there. Whether it was meant to be funny or not, right? Was, I got some laughs in there at certain points. Uh, acting all around, it's pretty damn great. It was I mean, Judy Dench is as M is fantastic just because she's just so fed up with Bond for a majority of this fucking movie. It's just great. Pissed off the whole time. Just doing his own thing. But yeah, I mean, I can't recommend this movie enough. And this, I, I was kind of intrigued when you brought up Casino Royale to do a review on. I was like, yeah, why not? It's been so long oh, yeah. since I've seen it. I, I didn't really know what I was going to think about it. You know, all these years later, and to be honest, I loved it watching it again. I really fucking enjoyed it. So I'm glad. I'm glad you 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 brought it up because I really enjoyed it. I was just thinking, I'm like mm, Casino Royale. <laughs> like this is a movie that I haven't seen in over a decade too. So it was like it was I was a looking great for one. something that we haven't watched in a long time or that we haven't seen at all. But glad we it was got a the good pick, man. Good pick. But yeah, that is, is anything else you have to talk about as far as Casino Royale here, man? No, man, I'm excited to watch Quantum of Solace now because even if we don't review it, <laughs> I am going to watch Quantum of Solace now just because I, I want yeah. to. You know, I kind of want to go watch Quantum of Solace. Yeah. Right. So, and then possibly watch those other ones I haven't seen after that yep. one as well. Yep. But yeah, that is the review for this week. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Go check us out on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Cinema Trip Reviews. Also, wherever you get your podcasts, we're available pretty much anywhere. Drop in and leave us a good review there as well. And until next week, we'll see everybody later. 